You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasse, your host, and along with myself and our producer, Alex Diaz, we'd like to welcome you to our show this morning. Today, we've got a great show. We will be talking with the lovely Asosa and Dosumwan about her journey from a very successful acting and producing career into the health space. But before that, let's just take care of a few housekeeping issues. First off, today's show is being taped, so no opportunity for calling in. You can keep up to date and informed about our show by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are at the Health Hub RMC in all three locations. And feel free to email us at thh at radiomaria.ca for more in-depth information from us or if you'd like to talk to us about something. Please subscribe to our podcast. We are the Health Hub on iTunes, SoundCloud, all your favorite podcast platforms. And you can find our podcast directly on the Radio Maria Canada website, which is radiomaria.ca, and on my website, which is kathybsa.com. As mentioned, we are talking with Asosa and Dosum Wan, or Asosa E, as she likes to as she likes to go by, and she is known as Raw Girl, and she has a website, therawgirl.com, and she's a dynamic certified nutrition specialist, behavioral coach, host of the Staying Ageless podcast, founder of Staying Ageless University, and a published author. Clients who have worked with Asosa in group and private coaching have lost hundreds of pounds, healed cystic and hormonal acne, achieved hormonal balance pre and post menopause, had cancer downgraded, reversed nutritional deficiencies, pre-diabetes, diabetes, hypertension, reversed hair loss, and so much more. Asosa specializes in plant-based nutrition and transitioning, women's hormonal balance, weight loss, healing acne and skin conditions, nutrition and lifestyle interventions to enhance beauty and increase longevity, candida and parasite cleansing, and detoxification. Outside of her passion for health, Asosa is an award-winning, globe-trotting producer and actress who has been featured in Glamour, Vogue, The New York Times, Elle, Ebony, Black Enterprise, and more. Wonderful guest, a very, very accomplished woman. And we'll be talking about a lot of things, but uh, here are a few things to wet your whistle. We're going to talk about how Asosa evolved into the health space from such a successful uh, producing and acting career, what longevity means to Asosa, and how she has developed it into a successful program, and how hormonal balancing can improve many health issues, including estrogen dominance, estrogen dominant conditions, PCOS, fibroids, acne, hormonal acne, and cystic acne. It's a wonderful show with a wonderful guest. You are listening to Radio Maria Canada.
We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. As mentioned, today's show is being taped, so no opportunity for calling in, but please do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at The Health Hub RMC on all three locations. Asosa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Kathy. It's, it's definitely a pleasure and definitely well, your CV and, and your areas of interest are just so widespread. It's, it's awesome to have someone like you on our show. How do you mix the producing, the acting, the writing in with nutrition? Where's that commonality for you? <laughs> um, so basically, it's almost like I made a career transition in a sense. Um, but, but what happened was I... And I mean, I'm still in entertainment. It's now more, I'm more interested in actually combining my two um, crafts, but basically started out as a producer, actress, writer um, in television and film, and also did some theater. I did a one woman show. And while I was doing those things, um, wellness for me was a hobby. I've been vegan since I was the age of 13. And I, when I moved from New York City to Northern Virginia, I actually started a health blog and starting that health blog, I was writing maybe three times a week for years and really just started nerding out about different things, supplements, um, food, how nutrition works, all that stuff. And it came out of me kind of healing myself, my own healing crisis. I had acne, chronic fatigue. Um, I didn't really know what the source of all those things were until much later when I became a practitioner, but I had parasitic infection, candida, overgrowth, all these things, and now I help people get over. And so um, once I figured out how to get over it and my skin was going everywhere I went, people wanted to talk to me about it and writing a blog was the easiest way. <laughs> I would just direct them to the blog to check out what the, you know, the latest thing that I was into was. And that was all around flying around to different countries and shooting episodes of a television series that I was producing and acting in and different things. And then I decided after getting years and years of just messages from people with health problems, um, asking me if I could help them. And I would always, you know, refer them to a, you know, a licensed uh, practitioner or finding a medical doctor. I realized I wanted to figure out how to help them. And so I went back to school around my entertainment career and got a master's in nutrition and integrative health Mm. And um, it took me five years to complete it because I was still shooting things (laughs) and doing other things. And then when I completed it, um, I kind of made that transition into my own practice, which now we have other practitioners that also work in our practice, a therapist, another certified nutrition um, specialist, a naturopathic doctor, and focused primarily on women. I primarily see women over the age of 30, um, but we do get other referrals um, and we've in this short period of time, I kind of got a fast track into seeing thousands of clients with all kinds of health conditions. And we've had really amazing results, um, primarily because we focus on getting to the root cause of why people are sick in the first place. We're really trying to get them well. And so we want to help them um, work in tandem with their, you know, their doctors to get off their medication or to wean off the things that are actually not helping them. And a lot of times, with so many conditions, it's really, really sad. Um, but a lot of times the medical intervention is actually causing the problem to get worse. So we, we deal with why did this happen in the first place? And how do we help you rebalance balance using nutrition, diet, lifestyle, supplements? 
What sets your practice apart from so many other people that are trying to get to root cause, um, trying to do similar things that you're doing, yet you've developed such a successful practice and you've also attracted other practitioners? Is there is there is it a dynamic personality thing? Is it a certain way of practicing? What has made you so successful under this umbrella? I think there's I think there's a few things. I mean, I think one I think it's because we actually get results. Our clients refer, we get so many referrals. So if someone comes to us with a health issue and lives without, leaves without a health issue, they're likely to tell their neighbors, their friends, <laughs> their mama, their dad, mm-hmm. their doctors, you know what I mean? So um, that happens a lot where we just get a ton of referrals just based on clients who come to us with a health problem and left without that health problem. So I can say that our track record is very, very good. And then we really, really care about people. And we try to also make it a kind of a fun experience. It's not a really stuffy experience. That's <laughs> um, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's not stuffy at all. Uh, clients message us in our health portal in between appointments and we actually chat with them. Um, they can message us if they have an emergency. We're kind of like your girlfriend, like, you know, your best girlfriend in healthcare kind of thing. And people really need that. They want to know that people are advocating for them, that they actually care about their livelihood. And we really, really care. We really do not want anyone to come and have a horrible experience with us. We really want them to get to move them along on their healing journey. Even if they don't make it all the way, we want them to get most of the way. I always want people to come with one problem and leave without it. And I know that's very ambitious, but I think that's part of why um, we've done so well. Are you now, are you still working directly with clients or are you now training practitioners to execute your style of care? So it's a combination of both now. Now I primarily see private clients, my private clients. um, I have a lot of clients in Hollywood. I have a lot of doctor clients, um, people who are referred from other clients that were private clients. And so I stay in um, in that realm. And then basically what we've done is taken like successful. So in the early part of my practice in the first year or so, I just started to deal with certain health issues and realize that there was patterns. So like for hormonal balance, for instance, like my first endometriosis client, um, which they say is uncurable no longer has endometriosis symptoms. And once I figured that one out, I was like, oh my God, this can apply to fibroids. This can apply to different things. And just kind of like creating um, these protocols and um, I, I use it, I use the word academy and we use the word, we use uh, the word university or academy because basically what I do is I take clients through a learning experience that's both wor- helping them one-on-one with their specific health problems and the root cause, but also teaching them the why behind the things we're telling them, which is really, really important. Yes, and it it's a big part of people being compliant and actually wanting to do what you tell them to do. Mm-hmm. If I just tell you to do something and I don't explain to you why, you're less likely to do it. A hundred percent. Education to me is what would keep uh, clients on on the bus, right? Um, yes. To understand the why is so very important. Now, are you um, using supplements, lifestyle, and food, or is it strictly a one lane area? No, it's all the it's all of the above. I mean, we use so we 
look at food, of course, because we're nutritionists and we break down food and we look at the nutrients needed and we look at foods that need to be removed based on the health condition. We looked at, we look at people's medications and the nutrition and the nutrients that they actually deplete because every medication usually depletes some nutrient. There's very few medications that don't have additional side effects nutritionally. So we try to like fill those gaps if we need to. We look at the supplements they're taking. I can't tell you the number of clients who are literally taking a pharmacy worth of supplements for no reason. Um, (laughs) So I'm really big. I am not a supplement pusher. And I think that my clients trust me also because of that. A lot of people really do just overload their clients with all these supplements. And it's like, why are you doing this? Whatever intervention someone should be easy. It should be easy to execute. It should be easy to remember. And sometimes, yes, I'm going to need someone to take more supplements, but I always try to make it manageable for that person in their lifestyle. So we look at supplementation. We also might need additional supplementation that helps like in the case of hormonal balancing and in the case of some other extreme health conditions, sometimes we have to include different types of herbs or adaptogens or different things if it doesn't interact with any medications they may be taking. And then we look at lifestyle stuff and how they process stress. And there's so many people, there's so many women who process stress in a very um, destructive way that basically their body is almost just like absorbing the stress and then creating health problems for themselves. And so we help get to the root cause of that. Like we have a therapist who does um, uh, therapy that really actually can help reprogram your subconscious mind. And that helps a lot for people who deal with trauma or who can't figure out why they keep doing the same kinds of behaviors. But all of this ties back into people's health, because if you are processing stress in a horrible way, and let's say you have a hormonal imbalance, you're contributing to your hormonal imbalance. Every single time you get stressed out and anxious, you're stealing from your progesterone to make cortisol and you're making yourself more estrogen dominant. So maybe your fibroids are going to grow or your cyst is going to grow or whatever it is, right? So it's just trying to help people realize like, okay, the way that you've been processing or not, most of the times they're not even processing. They're like, I'm fine. I actually don't feel anything. (laughs) I'm actually the toughest one on the block. And that's usually a red flag for like this person is not processing processing their emotions in a healthy way and it's contributing to their health condition. It's amazing, isn't it? How um, nutrition is obviously key. We're both into the nutrition space, but it's a piece. It's not the entire puzzle. And this stress issue comes up more and more. And it's, I'm glad that more people, especially who are practicing, are addressing this issue because to me, things start in the head and work their way down. It's definitely an upstream to downstream process of the body. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So you, you know, you have a lot of different avenues and different types of issues that you work with. But the one thing I want to clear off the table, your, your, your podcast or your, your blog and how you start off was in the raw food space. Now, people coming to you, are they clients that are generally in this raw food space? Or are you do you do you broaden out and do very much an individualistic approach? No, everything is completely individualistic. I see and work with every single type of diet known to man. I am vegan and been vegan for since I was 13 years old. And then at one point I was a raw foodist. I do eat a lot of raw food, but I'm not a raw foodist in, you know, like a hundred percent. I think 
now I actually teach women. Um, we have a course called Staying Ageless 30 Plus. It's a longevity program. It's an eight-week program. And we actually help people clarify the, the diet and exercise that's best for them because it has to be individual. You have to take into consideration genetic factors. You have to take into consideration what actual conditions you have at the time. You have to take into consideration your dosha, your Ayurvedic body type different things, how your body metabolizes certain types of food. All of these things have to be taken into consideration. And after I like figured this out for myself, I was like, I want other people to understand this so they can stop like chasing keto and chasing paleo and chasing whatever they think at the moment might be cute on Google and really focus on what actually works for me. How do I feel when I eat certain things? Like maybe I need a little bit more protein or maybe I don't. And then just really honing in and sticking with that because you, now you know yourself, right? Instead of you being swayed by every single diet book or every single blog post that you come across on the internet. That's so true. And it's so confusing to people. You know, they think it's they're going so to confusing. the right source and it can be the right source for some people, but the individualized approach to me is key. Now, are you using different testing techniques or how do you get to really to the, the basis of where or the direction you want your client to go in? It's really looking at I look at their dosha and Ayurveda. I look, that gives a lot of information. I look at what health imbalances they have and what habits they have. That gives me a lot of information. Also, if I know their dosha, I look at their, um, you know, basic things like their labs. Are they deficient in certain things? You know what I mean? Um, all those things. And then I look at their presenting problem and I figure out based on their body type, how to solve that issue. So some people, we have clients who, um, you know, have needed to gain weight and they're very much vatas and Ayurveda. And so I know exactly what to do. I need to increase their actual carbohydrate intake, the healthy carbs. I need to get them to actually weight train and do other things and they always gain weight. And then there are other people who are really, really carb sensitive or they really need to exercise in order to lose weight. So I'm looking at these things I, and I, I kind of honed all these things before I started my practice when I was working at a weight loss clinic and I had like 300 plus patients per month and it was like all different body types, ethnicities. And it was like so fascinating to me how some people would hit a plateau and some people wouldn't. But I started to like figure out all the different things to look for, you know, all the things to, to really hone in on who, what is this person's body going? And then also what are the, some lifestyle things that can interrupt, especially with weight loss? Like people don't consider sleep that much but like until I started like being really intense about like my client's sleep when I was trying to get them to lose weight it was impossible you can't lose weight if you are sleeping three hours a night it's just not possible 100% I mean you're ringing all the bells that I just find are so important to the whole health picture uh, before we go to break uh, what I want you to do is to explain what a dosha is because you've used the word a couple of times and I'm sure there are people out there that aren't quite clear on what that means. Sure. It's basically Ayurveda has main body types. So you can think of it as like a body type or a part, a part that makes up a body type. And the three different major ones are Vata, Kapha and Pitta. And usually we're a combination of two and one is more dominant. So I'm actually pitta vata. And, the, and when I know what my dosha is, what it does is it tells me a lot about mm, behavioral things, things that may throw me off balance. It can tell me a lot about how I gain and lose weight. It can tell me all kinds of really interesting and fascinating information. And so it's just another, it's just a tool to kind of understand 
hey, this is where um, where I may fit in. And then I also, you know, also need to look at other things like your family history of disease, you know, things like that, which are really important. Is this just determined by an intake form or is there a particular um, testing that's done for this? Well, if someone was trying to figure out, they can go to some an Ayurvedic practitioner who, um, who uh, could do something more formal. I basically have figured out how to, f- <laughs> I can figure someone's dosha out just by asking a few simple questions. There are Excellent. like, do- yeah, there are dosha quizzes uh, available online. Some are better than others. Um, there's one um, on the site called Holistic Highway. That's a decent one, dosha quiz. Um, but yeah, you can generally, it's, it's not hard to figure out your dosha just based on the typing, um, you can generally kind of figure out like, oh, this one must be predominant. And then once you get that information, you have a lot of information um, about even personality. My, sometimes my clients feel like um, I'm, I'm strangely too familiar with them when we just <laughs> met, but that's just because I understand their dosha and their behaviors. That's very interesting. It's actually not a piece uh, that's talk and talked about too much, unless you're going to an Ayurvedic doctor. And that's a, that's again, this is another specialty that uh, you, the listeners, can can interact with to get to know your health a bit better. Um, but very happy um, that you brought this up because it's not something actually that we talk a whole lot about on the show. And you know, maybe we should a little bit more because obviously it's an important piece to that whole picture that we're trying to put together as to what our best health is. Now, so so what we're going to do is go to a break. And then when we come back, we're really going to get into these two key areas and programs that you're offering to people to really, really push them ahead in specific areas of their health. So everybody, we will be back in a couple of minutes. You are listening to The Health Hub here on Radio Maria Canada. A Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking with Asosa and we're talking about her practice and her method of care when it comes to her clients. Now, Asosa, you've got... Um, two areas that you're really um, specializing in that you really had a lot of success with uh, when it comes to your clients' health care, um, and that's longevity and hormonal balance. So let's take some time to really give our listeners an idea of the programs that you're offering and, and how you put them together. Yeah, sure. So um, the first one is staying ageless 30 plus, And that was actually the first program that I designed right after um, leaving the weight loss clinic and starting my practice. Um, and that was based on me observing all these different people trying to lose weight, trying to do different things. And also based on years of kind of, I had started interviewing um, men and women over the age of like 60, 60 plus who were just in great shape. They were like sharp mentally, physically they were great. They had great diets and regimens. And I was just really interested in what the common factor was in all those people. And so I used a combination of, um, I wanted to be able to address a wide range of issues in staying ageless 30 plus. And I also wanted to be able to address people's 
um, understanding of what diet and exercise is best for them and their behaviors. So the issue for a lot of people is not what do I do, but oh my God, I can't seem to get this together. Like they can get it together for a really short period of time and then they fall off and then they kind of do this yo-yo thing, right? And so my whole thing was how do I create a program that makes people um, transforms their habits in a way that models after these longevity, these like living longevity examples. Because basically what you realize when you talk to these people is that they're just people who just did the same thing day in and day out for a really long time. Like they always did their smoothie or they always did their workouts. Like people like Jack LaLanne, who literally had the same workout regimen for like 20 years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you're like, wow. So all I have to do is get myself to be this well-oiled habit machine. But the hard part is life, right? There's, there's all these things in the way. So in the eight week program, what we do is um, in the first four weeks, I do these lectures that kind of give them real clarity on their body, their exercise, um, the, what diet and what exercise is best for them. And then we also get into habit forming, how to create healthy habits and how to get rid of habits that you don't want. And in those lectures, a lot of transformation happens because they're getting a lot of information. And in week two of the program, we actually meet with them one-on-one. -on -one. Why? Because we need to address their specific health issues. So we've had women join our class and have success on a range of things. People losing 30 pounds, 25 to 30 pounds in the eight week program, people getting off of all of their medications. Woman last class had serious anxiety and gastrointestinal issues and ended with none of them. We had, um, we've had uh, people with hormonal balance and usually with, with hormonal balance, we tell them to do a longer program because we need more time with them, but they still normalize their periods within a short period of time. So really cool stuff, you know, people's skin improving, you know, their their habits improving. But the great part is when we also get, you know, feedback from people a year later being like, hey, I've lost another 30 pounds or I've, you know, I've continued. And that's really what I wanted. I wanted to use act and what we do, we're activating you on so many levels, because in that first four weeks, you're learning, you're also getting one on one attention. And then the last four weeks, we do group coaching just to kind of help people. Um, through implementing the actual rituals and things that they need to do. And so you get activated from so many levels. You're activated from the actual group. You're activated because you got to answer to me and my associate, Gina, who's also a certified nutrition specialist. And then you're activated, you know, just through seeing other women, like, like get results. People get excited. Like, you know, some people are struggling and they're like, you know, they're having a tough time when they get to the group coaching. And usually those people are the people with the best results because they start to see other people get results. And they're like, oh, my God, I should drink more water or, oh, my God, I really should get that workout in. And sometimes we need that. We need a community around us to um, push ourselves forward. So it's a combination of so many things. It's like, you know, the education, the community, um, the one-on-one -on -one attention to address their specific condition. But it, it really mattered to me that the one-on-one -on -one attention was a part of it because a lot of people do group programs, but then you kind of leave feeling like no one saw me and really helped me mm -hmm. address my specific issue. And, and accountability too. It's not just community, it's accountability. And that, yes. you know, that scientific, you know, the research in that area about being accountable, writing down goals, having to report, that is a difference maker. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, we were in this, the day and age of a lot of online programs, and I've developed an online program too. And from that process, and a piece that I was missing, I think is this, 
direct dealing with individuals. And I think what you've done and how you've put your program together here is an important, it's an important piece that you are dealing one-to-one with somebody, because I think people need that now. Um, You know, we've gone a long way. These online programs are awesome, but I think we really also do need to incorporate that personal piece. Now, with respect to longevity, can you mm-hmm. give me sort of an, a definition of what you mean by longevity? It's not just a number of years, is it? No, it's not just a number of years. I guess it's just, I mean, when we think of longevity, yes, like the people that I've interviewed, like, you know, Bernardo Lapaya, when I interviewed him, he was 109. I believe he died at 114. And when I interviewed him at 109, he's he was functioning like a 70 year old. He even looked like he was 70. It was really amazing. Mm-hmm. And so it's just really like, Hey, the qual- the best quality of life I can have for the longest lifespan I can have. I don't want to be on medications, right. Popping pills, you know, or not able to walk, not able to take care of myself, not able to function. And these people that I've, at least and these people that I consider living longevity examples are literally living very full, very balanced, very active lives at a very advanced age, basically. And I think we've normalized aging very fast um, as if that's just, you know, that's just the way it is. Like, you know, you hit 30 and it goes downhill from there, but that's not the way it actually has to be. And so I hope to inspire people to just reconsider that and part of the way you get to longevity is to not be sick. So a lot of women who come to our class, there are some people who come and they're just literally trying to level up their habits and they want to just, you know, they don't have a major health issue. But then there's a lot who come who are already sick. And obviously, if you want to achieve longevity, you got to get over whatever is bothering you to begin with, right? So you have uh-huh. to, if you're already imbalanced, you need to get back to balance first and then work towards longevity. It's a quality of life thing. I mean, we're all we're all going to tap out at some point, and you want to make sure that those years are healthy, fulfilling years. And uh, I think that's an important piece. It's not just how long you live; it's how how well you live. And I think programs like this are becoming more and more popular. And I think the reason is because. We are, I I don't know if it's because of what's gone on in the world in the last couple of years, a year and a half, but we are becoming more in tuned with the importance of developing these habits for a healthy life. To me, everything is circular and um, we're coming back to this space of taking care of of our health. Now, you also dive deeply into the area of hormones. Now, is this just with women or do you have male clients as well? And how do you approach this area of health? It's just with women. Um, Basically what happened was we were minding our own business, you know, feeling referrals from people and getting a lot of clients coming to us. But for me, it was day after day being on the phone with a prospective client who had fibroids, who had endometriosis, who had PCOS, who had adenomyosis, who had premenstrual uh, dysphoric syndrome or whatever it is, like just so much um, there were so many women with fibroids that it was overwhelming. And I was like, okay, this is an, epi- an actual epidemic. This is actually really disturbing. And I just felt like we need to do something so that we can not only help these women um, get to their end goal. Like one of my recent clients who started with me, her fibroid was 4.83 centimeters shrunk to 1.44, something like that. Oh. Her OBGYN almost passed out. And, um, she worked with After me how long was like, that? 
six or seven months. So mm. it takes a moment. It, that's why it, yeah. the, the hormone. The Hormonal Balancing Academy is six months long, and we do that because we're not going to lie to you and tell you that somehow you're going to have some sort of amazing turnaround in two days. Like you, you, your cycle, everything that happens to a woman's cycle, um, so in that 28 days, the next cycle is going to reflect, mm-hmm. right? So I need enough time to not only impact, but a lot of these women are being given therapies and hormones and birth control and things that actually are making their fibroids grow. Mm-hmm. And you usually have to wean them off of that first. So that's actually what I had to do with that client. She was on birth control when I met her and it was actually causing other problems. And we had to wean her off of the birth control and then address the hormonal imbalance issue, which then started to shrink her fibroid. But if she had stayed on the, on the, on the birth control, which was her doctor's suggestion, it actually would have just grown the fibroid. Well, here is the difference, right? Dealing with the symptomology versus dealing with the root cause. And I I think as people, uh, this is just my impression from what I've seen develop, I think as people become more understanding that they need to get more to the root cause, patience is being developed. Because as you said, these things have taken years to metamorphosize into certain conditions, and they Mm -hmm. take a while to remedy when you're going about dealing with, you know, deep down changes, root cause changes in the body Mm -hmm. system. Definitely, definitely. And like I was mentioning earlier, it's like, when you're dealing with hormonal imbalance, you also have to look at trauma. Like I have so many clients who have trauma, you know, molested, raped, whatever. And that also, then they end up with fibroids later. They have to also address that trauma, which is why we have a therapist. So they have to address the trauma. They have to address how they're processing stress. They have to then look at their overall lifestyle. So sleeping well, hydrating well, nutrition wise, cutting things out that can contribute to hormonal imbalance or estrogen dominance, depending on what their condition is. And then, you know, with things that are more complex, like, so estrogen dominance issues for me are are not as, as tricky as like things like PCOS, which we've recently really, really figured out as well, but it's really different for each person. So we've had several women with PCOS now, one who was infertile, got pregnant. The, um, the, the other two got their period after years and years of not having their period. But again, it's looking at that individual because PCOS presents with so many different um, issues. There could be insulin resistance issues, thyroid issues, um, and then obviously weight gain issues, um, the, you know, the excessive androgens. And then you have weird versions where people have PCOS. They have both. They have PCOS and fibroids, right? So it's like, oh my God, how's that even happening? So you just have to look at it case by case and uh, with PCOS or like a lot of the androgen related stuff and then address it there because it's not as simple. I find estrogen dominance issues to be much more simple to treat and to address um, in a broader sense. But when it comes to uh, the other the other side of the spectrum, you really have to really pay attention to that person and like, okay, how, how are they presenting? Because there are people with PCOS who are overweight and there are people with PCOS who are completely skinny mm-hmm. and some have cystic acne or they have something else presenting that's, you know what I mean? That's a mm-hmm. result of their hormonal imbalance. So how easy is it um, for you to get people to talk about trauma? I mean, this is not something that a lot of people a, a are comfortable with in talking to say a nutrition professional and B may not even think that it's a, a part of the, the puzzle. Is this right. something that you're 
you've cultivated? Is this something that you're just realizing is more important to the whole uh, part of health? How do you go about dealing with that? Well, it's in, it's very integral. And because I'm coming at it from a holistic perspective, I ask questions around this. And again, we're like your girlfriends in healthcare. So people are very comfortable with us. It might take them a second, but generally speaking, my clients are very comfortable with me and they trust me. And so even in that first session, things may come up. And yes, a lot of people do go, well, I didn't even think that that was related, but yeah, I was raped when I was six or this and this, you know what I mean? And they Mm -hmm. bring it up and then you're like, oh my goodness. And that's when we usually like figure out whether or not they need additional therapy from our therapist um, or if they need, like, because we do the dynamic change therapy, which deals with the subconscious mind, or if they need a traditional therapist or they might already be seeing one, which is great. But we basically want to make sure that they're aware that unresolved trauma can contribute to their issue, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and because they feel comfortable with us, they do tell us these things. Our cli- my clients tell them, tell me all their business, but that's because I, they can trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that's, that comes with uh, great care because people can, especially women, I find have a little bit more trouble opening up sometimes. And I think that that level of trust is an absolute necessity if you're going mm-hmm. to get to the whole picture. What do you feel are your your greatest areas of it? Where, where are you looking in the future? Are you cultivating these programs? Are you looking at adding more um, space to, to your website and your practice? Where do you see your future going? Well, I'm, I'm really interested in figuring out how to, I'm also, I mean, I went to business school. A lot of people don't know this, but I went to business school and I- You are certainly a very well-rounded woman. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks to my parents, my very intense Nigerian parents. So I, you know, I, um, I think about problems from a health perspective, also like an entrepreneur, and I'm really interested in trying to figure out how to help a really large number of people. And I'm still in the process of doing that, but- I know that there's limitations to one-on-one and I really, really like one-on-one and I, I went on one will never not have its place, but I, the reason why I'm, you know, developing these programs and thinking about things in, in sort of repeatable processes is because I'm interested in how do I solve like this, this fibroid thing is an actual epidemic. Like somebody like it, it doesn't stop. And then the misinformation that people are getting in medical spaces is very sad, right? So we need to somehow deal, I'm interested in educating women so they really understand how their period actually works, how they're, you know, what it looks like when they are hormonally imbalanced and how to address these things. But a lot of people can't afford my services. A lot of people can't afford to be my private client. Mm -hmm. And I'm aware of that. And I don't, you know, I don't love that. So I'm also like, how can there's only one of you. It's like, how can you make something or create something that can help a lot more people? And so that's kind of where my mind is at now. I think that you're doing it already. Uh, you may not give yourself enough credit because the things you've written, um, your public personality, I think bringing the conversation to the table is an absolute gift that you're giving people because once you get people asking even if they can't ask you once those questions are in their mind people Mm. tend to look for answers so keep Mm. on doing what you're doing and bring forth um you know your perspective on health the individualized and, and i understand um 
the individual piece, well, we don't want it to ever go away because as practitioners, that's honestly how we learn a lot, isn't it? By working one-on-one with people. Um, So we don't want to lose that space, but I think you're gifting people with knowledge and with your intelligence. And even if they can't work with you one-on-one, they can figure out pathways to try and get their answers. So I I Mm. give yourself credit on that space for sure. Thank you. So if people wanted to get in touch with us, so if they're looking to join your program, is it a continual, is it, are there windows in the program or is it something that um, is offered uh, throughout the year? So the Hormonal Balancing Academy is offered ongoing. If you do have any sort of hormonal issue, horrible periods, fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, we've had women with adenomyosis, um, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, all kinds of things come through. That one is open all the time. The Sing Ages 30 Plus program, we usually do it twice a year. And the next um, the next uh, cohort is, is actually going to close this month. So if you would like to join, definitely go to our website, which is therawgirl.com, and you can sign up for a 20-minute call there. Um, or you can go to stayingagelessuniversity.com, and that's where you'll find also, to the Hormonal Balancing Academy, um, and the other, um, and saying ageless, you'll actually see like an outline of what is in the program and what you get. Wonderful. Now, any any movement on the acting front, the producing front, or is that sort of put at, at rest at the moment? It's not at rest. It's it's <laughs> um, it's just I don't. I yes, there is movement. So when when there's something to talk about, I definitely will tell everyone. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited also, too, about working on some stuff to combine um, nutrition and producing and all that stuff. So that's exciting. Awesome. Well, wonderful work. Thank you so much for sharing your passions and your knowledge with us. It's been a real pleasure to have you on our show today. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Everybody, we'll talk to you next week on The Health Hub. Hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.